World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen on Mission Podcast. I'm the North South Connection. I'm Tim Slomka. I'm JP. Thanks again for joining us. As always, we're on the journey to relive the new generation era to find the best and the worst of the wrestling time period often forgotten. Brennan Shaw Survivor Series 92. Brennan Shaw Survivor Series 97. Look beyond the pay-per-views and examine the weekly TV. See what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how's life? Uh, it's the daylight saving time is whooping my ass, man. I don't know yep. about you, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's yeah, I think, I'm gonna start a, I think I'm going to start a cocaine habit. Um, <laughs> just to stay up? Just, yeah, it's like... I don't, I don't get it. I'm not that washed yet, I don't feel like, but I guess 37 is the, the yeah. washed age. I don't know, but yeah, well, it's, it's like crazy. Pick up, my, pick up my kids from school and it's dark, like pitch right. black, too, not just dark, so yep. it's depressing. Very depressing, but uh, it's, yeah, I don't understand it. They should just keep it longer at nights. No one likes the mornings. Uh, right. Back for sun, like, let yeah, so. I'd prefer, yeah, I don't get it. Prefer the nights, so. Oh, well, but we got some uh, 94 wrestling to cheer us up so that That's always does it chicken soup t- for the soul a lot of tatanka and a lot of undertaker <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> and bob Acklin, our favorite yeah has, re- has returned has returned so should we get at it yes sir all right so we got uh raw from seven <clears throat> sovereign eight sorry july 18th of 1984 it was taped back on that july 1st uh taping so again a little weird the way they did this taping but i'm guessing around the fourth of july holiday they couldn't get a a live showing so kind of a little bit uh dragging here a little bit but definitely these uh two two raws and two superstars we do will be definitely big time build for uh SummerSlam 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start off with Luger and Diesel. Uh we get Shawn Michaels at the at ringside here uh to start to start off. So fun match to start off random, right? We've kind of talked about this before like this this match kind of came out of nowhere. Uh but they do kind of build it up a little bit and saying that you know maybe DiBiase bought him the title shot. Uh, right, Shawn Michaels is at ringside, so he he's big in this match. As kind of every every Shawn Michaels Diesel's match, he does a ton of bumping and a ton of a ton of work for not a guy not in the ring. But there's no million dollar man, uh, so the match starts off decent. Both guys okay workers at this time, uh, but definitely kind of showing both guys the power. Um, they do as they go to the first commercial <laughs> the commercial break. They show like million dollar man from like what I put the worst seats ever. Like, yeah, these like blue hags. I'm like, shouldn't he be? My, my notes said, shouldn't he be in a skybox with women all around? It looked right. really cheap. I thought the crowd here really wanted uh, Luger to win. It almost feels like they maybe should have went here. Luger just having him win and run with the title, but I get why they're gonna do probably Razor instead. But I feel like Luger. My notes says Luger needed this. <clears throat> so the end. The match comes in. Ruff gets knocked down, and Luger does. I mean, just a power spot of tor- torture rack on Diesel. Uh, but out of nowhere, Sean super kicks Luger, kind of knocks him down. Uh, <clears throat> and so, um, you know, we kind of get a, a chaos. And then we kind of get Razor coming out to chase Sean, double DQ, uh, kind of chaos at the end. The crowd was going nuts for that torture rack on Diesel. Like, that is a yeah. big man that he picked up. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, disappointing ending uh, as far as just kind of having a double count up, but then with Razor coming up, you're kind of really setting up the next feud. So, uh, fine, fine match again, kind of random with no build, uh, but it's going to set up a next angle uh, very shortly. So, I, I didn't want to go over the. Uh, why don't you go over the match? So we can, then maybe you can go over the uh, after angle because there was a lot going on there too. Yeah. So, um, 
this was a random, very random match, like you said. Um, it, it, one thing I've I've kind of noticed is like since Sean's been back, he hasn't really wrestled at all. Like he's really nope. more so just the manager kind of thing. So like we're in a complete role reversal here of Sean and Diesel, like how it started out, where Sean's playing the second now. Um, which you know it is what it is. It's it's kind of a cool dynamic, I guess. Like but, Sean's more of the chicken shit, but Diesel was supposed to be the bodyguard, and now right. he's the star. So yeah, yeah. I, I have a note somewhere. I don't. I don't remember where I put it, but somewhere here I said like just a waste of rate of Sean during this whole period. Yeah. After WrestleMania, like that's when he should be. Like he had his hottest match, and he's just kind of been. He's okay in these matches. Like he does a lot, so he's not just like. A, yeah. He's not Mr. Fuji on the outside, but. Um, you know, I think he could have been so much more. He was the top, one of the top performers at the time, and kind of just kind of wasted during this time frame. Right, and and the drop, like the 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 background with DiBiase being like the main cog and all of this is kind of weird. Like with him with the Diesel involvement, yep. Sean and all that. Like he's really just the, the Luger part of it. So um, for him to be like such a big part of it is kind of weird. But you know, like it is. Um, showing like Diesel's kind of rise a little bit, like where you're starting to face these yep. big level guys and everything. So I thought the match had pretty good heat. Um, the rack was awesome with Luger and Diesel. Like that was like a huge spot. Like I know him racking the giant later on in Nitro and stuff's a little bigger of a moment, but this was a pretty big moment in itself. And um, yeah, just Razor coming out to get the chaos and then turns into the to the beatdown of Razor, which is. Pretty cool, pretty good stuff to end, but um, I don't know. It's kind of keeping Diesel strong, I guess, and just kind of keeping Luger up in the air as to where he's going to go. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a little a little bizarre. But then we get, so we get a little bit more uh, going on there that um, it, Shawn Michaels then goes for a pilot driver mm-hmm. uh, on, on Razor. So we kind of, again, setting up that feud, it seems like. Luger, a little bit late, late for the save, and Shawn right. drops Razor right on his head. Yes. Uh, so we kind of get chaos. Luger, uh, also Millionaire Man, kind of like comes down the aisle and is just disappointed. Uh, I think they could have done so much more in this match with DiBiase on the ringside versus him kind of like peeking in. And I just felt like it was kind of weak, like his involvement here. Like I thought mm-hmm. they could have had a lot more. Uh, the, the fun angle was fine, and you kind of you kind of making um, uh, <clears throat> Luger and DB. Uh, sorry, Luger and uh, Razor kind of on the same pedestal. So that's nice. Right. But I thought they could, I thought they could have done a little bit more there, uh, in this this angle with DiBiase at least. Like he was just kind of like at the ringside, disappointed, kind of a nothing. And at the end of the day, the match was kind of kind of pointless. Yeah, I just I feel like if if this is what they were going to do with DiBiase, just leave him backstage, or like just have yeah. him like, sh- like in a segment backstage showing that he's upset that Luger yeah. lost or something. If this is what you're going to do anyway, so yeah, it's kind of pointless. Right. So. Yeah, um, so after that, we get a uh, Mabel squash here. So he actually gets the entrance, which is good stuff. They've Rare. been listening to us, right. Um, and he actually like starts moonwalking in this match, too. So I'm, I'm always uh, game to see Mabel and his little squash, especially when he does like the little sidewalk slam and just like makes the guy disappear. He's so damn big. So yeah. um, good stuff there. We get a Owen squash, which... Reno Riggins got a lot of offense in. Um, I know he's one of like the most well-respected jobbers, so maybe Owen was kind of throwing him a bone 
Um, Owen wins with the sharpshooter, and Nyhart's just like incredibly intense outside. I think he's, I think he fits well with Owen, like because he's like the guy that has no problem like hyping up the main guy. So like he's a good second. Yeah. So yeah, um, he's kind of slimy. Genius. He's he's kind of slimy too. <laughs> right, right. So like the like what happens later on if they would have paired him with Owen at this point, it wouldn't have worked. Um, but choosing Nightheart instead, it was perfect because he's, you know, he's not a star. He's not great in the ring, so he's not going to overshadow Owen at all. And he's perfect, like little accessory, I guess you could say. Um, and then there's also let's take the next one. There's also a Sparky Plug squash and in my notes here i have that sparky plug is trying to make sure he wins this uh back-to-back attire yeah. award his title oh, like next level he's trying he's going yeah and then uh he wins with a flying crossbody from the top so three three little squashes in a row there yeah and uh the only thing i had uh they an oscar match or sorry mabel match Oscar's out there in an awesome all-white suit, yep. uh, but they mentioned no mention of Mo. So Mo, yeah, it's weird. And even when he raps, he still mentions like men on the mission. Like they don't let, read out Mo, so who knows where Mo is? Uh, Observer shockingly had nothing about Mo, so they nothing about what's going on here. So, uh, but again, still over. Uh, Ross also tries rapping a little bit or something. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. it was pretty pretty rough. So it was. And then he, yeah, and then. I did like Ross said he's not sure how good Mabel could be, which is kind of interesting at this time. Like if they're going to push him a single, like he's kind of un- unknown potential. So that's kind of probably just like a real, almost like a shoot. Like we don't mm-hmm. know how good Mabel could be. So I kind of right, like that. Right. Uh, we get a bam, bam, quick squash. And then we mention uh, next week that we got Yoko versus ba- uh, Adam bomb, which is just mm-hmm. random. And then Tatanka versus Nikolai. Uh, it's just terrible. Like who's going to do any of that? And they kind of screw this up. They have the highlight of Nikolai, and Tatanka, yes. this thing is coming. And then later, after Bam Bam squash, Million Dollar Man basically says, Tatanka, I'll challenge you to a $10,000 match. Yeah. So, like, poor editing, probably because Vince isn't there, but just poor editing as far as, like, you already announced what you're going to have the angle at. This is taped. It's not live. So just right. pretty, pretty piss poor. I hate yeah. it. Like, when I was a kid and I would see stuff like this, Yeah. like, I, I vividly remember this happening with, like, Jeff Jarrett on a – WCW Saturday night and like Saturday night would wasn't really like portraying itself to be live, but yeah. uh, they would show like the little highlight right before the match. Yep. And he's like, I'm like, what? And then it happens in the match. I'm like, wait, what's going on? It just starts like to like ruin the yeah. the mystique of wrestling. So like I can just imagine what this does for people. So yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty crappy. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you had anything else to add before. No, nope. I'm all good um, there. We'll move to superstars. This was taped that same weekend, so July fourth, uh, third. I, I did want to mention. Sorry, uh, I had a note. So Joey Morella, I don't know if you saw, was in the yes. uh, was in the the uh, Luger match, and uh, unfortunately, like he dies on July fourth uh, mm-hmm. in a car accident. And it's kind of weird they don't mention it, and clearly they had a taped issue. So it's kind of weird with this taping, right? Of a guy yep. in the ring yep. that's taping that's dead. Uh, they kind of keep off camera, or sorry, they keep off announcing it until I think these tapings are all done. So I noticed that right away, and then I look up, okay, when did he die? Because I knew it was right around this time, and pretty sad stuff there. Yep. Uh, Gorilla son, so right. Uh, did did want to mention that, and then uh, so yeah, this was taped on July third. This superstars taping, 
but this is the 723, and I think this match, one, two, three, kid versus Jeff Jarrett, is all years. Oh yeah. So, the, my first note in this match is that. Uh, so I mentioned with Holly, Jarrett doesn't want Holly to win the attire award because when he <laughs> comes out. There's a lot the, here. Oh my god. Because even kid. Yeah. Even yeah. kids out up there right. looking pretty good. Jared's tights are just like chef's kiss. Oh my god, <laughs> this is like everything new generation for me. Um, and also put, I love this matchup. I I love this blend of Jared and Kid for some reason. Like, Jared's the perfect size to like go. With, I don't know. It just looks good in the ring. These two. Um, same with like Kid and Brett. Like the size matches up perfectly. Um, and then I also put like this should be a main mid-card feud like this should be a you know couple pay-per-view matches like like an ongoing feud they're both young and up-and-coming guys i wish this this was like a a program and not just like you know some matches but um the match is is athletic as you can imagine with these two my only problem is once it started to get fun they ended with a with a double count out so like it started getting really intense good back and forth stuff and then they they do with the double count out which I guess is going to eventually lead down the line to another match, which is okay, I guess. Um, they do the King of the Ring fin- like post match yep. again, where Jared kind of attacks him with the with the pile driver, then he comes off the rope uh, with a boot this time instead of the fist drop. So it's kind of showing some anger with Jared. Makes you kind of think they're going to go in a direction. I don't, I don't know if they do go into a program. Maybe they do. Well, I, don't, I don't really remember. Yeah, well, I just know because of the second superstars, they actually announced they're going to rematch. Yeah, I've it. seen, I've right. seen that. I just don't know if they fight on any pay per views. Well, like that's that. that was my my first comment was why is this not at SummerSlam, especially right. with the way it ends, right? Like right. maybe it, uh, no, because I think Jared fights Mabel, right? Doesn't Mabel, he? Or maybe yeah. yeah. He fights so Mabel. it's yep. like stupid, 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 stupid. Yeah, kid. Yes. I don't <laughs> think kid. I think kid gets like one like he's rumble maybe and yeah. like a, a like a survivor series appearance or something but yeah he doesn't get many singles matches which sucks because in this era he's like the best guy in ring or close yeah, to it no agree and this and this feud's been good right they're obviously building a feud so we'll see right uh i know spoilers for the rest of the show but th- at the second superstars they do announce they're gonna fight again so right. um right. you know i kind of kind of it feels like a program probably around they must be doing house shows but uh, I, I thought it was really, really. Well, I good. feel like I feel like too, like what we've been watching. I feel like there's a lot of stop and starts with some of the guys. Like yep. maybe Vince gets back involved more, or or maybe he's like, like I know, like when I when I first started listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, he talks about this time and how he hates Jerry Jarrett and whatever because Jerry Jarrett would start a program and then Bruce Pritchard would want to do something else. And when you kind of know that and you watch this, you can kind of see it because like yeah. Sean's not in ring right now. And then later on, he is a, a major character. Uh, a certain guy on an episode of Superstars coming up is all of a sudden a major player. Um, Diesel's all of a sudden going to like yep. get a rocket strapped to him instead of being a mid car guy. Like it's just so many stop and starts with, you know, different people. Yokozuna is kind of an afterthought now, you know, like, it's just weird. Like the smaller guys are being focused on Brett, Owen, Kid, Jarrett. Like it's just a, a different, a whole different company than from like a year ago per se. Yeah, and I think too, like uh, what was I say? Uh, you could kind of tell almost who's doing it. Like that Ross, you got the guy you mentioned later. Yes. Like it feels like Ross is Backlund's guy, right? Like yep. they kind of they kind of flow into that. So it's a good point. Of, yeah, they're probably each doing the taping. Whoever's doing the taping is like probably the one like doing these these uh these matches or right. the, the uh 
the thing. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll move on after that. So yeah, I thought, I thought a fun match, but it could have been so much more. Uh, we get a ton of promos throughout the superstars about this SummerSlam. We get Taker twice, uh, and even with Leslie Nielsen, like they're really building up the Leslie Nielsen piece. They're really building up Taker. Uh, again, my note is, is this supposed to be serious or not? This Taker versus Taker stuff. Right. Uh, and then when they announced the big match, Razor versus, or sorry, Razor versus Diesel as well, kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, so I think kind of they could have built that off the, the Monday Night Raw thing, but they really didn't mention it. They just said that's now a title match. Um, so we got a ton of SummerSlam build up in this one. And we get uh, Jim Nyhart, uh in a quick, quick match. He does a camel clutch. Uh, <clears throat> he's been doing this thing where he, after the p- ring, uh, after the bell, he gets a ring. He keeps staying on the camel clutch and like Owen has to <clears throat> yeah. take him off. He, he definitely being saying like, hey, he's crazy. Uh, and then we get uh, Tatanka out next. Uh, he, good squash. They had the ring announcer for this. He's still massive pops uh, when he comes out. And, and they pr- play this perfectly before the Heartbreak Hotel. So anything to kind of add to the SummerSlam packages or anything like that? Uh, just the, the Bob Backlund videos, basically oh. like him uh, sweating to the oldies pretty much. <laughs> like you might as well have had uh, what was the guy, Richard Simmons? You might as well have had yep. him like in the background. Um, I'm really not liking Leslie Nielsen at all. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I think DiBiase made the Undertaker stuff like personal because like he brought Undertaker yep. in to begin with, and then this makes it kind of corny, like real, real cheesy. So, I, I think this is the what like drove people away from this feud because I can just really see it being like, like comedy's fine to add in wrestling. Like, I'm okay with that. It's just when it's like so over the top and kind of like okay what you're watching is definitely a kid's show right now yeah um, and i i love leslie nielsen i think he i do too i yeah i like but, leslie right and in, in that atmosphere i do i i his comedy is, is perfect but in this atmosphere i just doesn't i don't think it fits i don't know I'm just not, again i'm not sure if this is supposed to be serious like half yeah. of it's serious todd pettengill makes it like oh are there two undertakers ten undertakers like it's very confusing, right? And maybe that's what they're trying to go for is just try to be like, we don't understand what's going to go, but it leads to obviously a main event that no one understands what they're supposed to do during it. Exactly. So uh, that is probably this build up. So I, I don't understand the idea. It's something different. I'll give them that, right? It's trying right. something different, but it's very all over the place here. Yeah. And then you get the uh, Tatanka squash uh, with the guest ring announcer with the absolute worst Tatanka shirt. Like that's an all like everybody shits on the razor shirt in this time period or the the Brett shirt. This Tatanka shirt is probably one of the worst things. Yeah. The taker shirt. Um, Like and I know a lot of those are like back in style now. Yeah. But this one better not come back out. This one's so terrible. Um, Then we get a heartbreak hotel with Ted DiBiase. So. This is kind of a weird fit too. Like DiBiase is like an old veteran guy. Um, he's on the show with the younger guys like Sean and Diesel. It, it, he's he says a line. There's so many doubting Thomases out there. What what the fuck is that? Like what is that a doubting Thomas? Is that a, a euphemism? Like is that it's a, a real it's thing? A, it's a Bible. It's a, oh, the Bible. The Bible okay. thing. Well, me not being very religious didn't it's help. Not, with that. T- Thomas, Thomas did not believe when Jesus came back without getting okay. too religious here. Okay. Okay. Well, know your scripture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get on that right after this episode. So, uh, I, uh, and, I, and I just cussed out on that. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's a very good job by me there. So, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm just watching out like, what is this? Like, what is he? Who is Thomas? Okay. Yeah. I'm lost. Um, so then he uh, announces Luger to come out, which which he actually does. Like like, which is weird. Like, 
I don't know why Lug- like Luger keeps coming out if he has such a problem with DiBiase. And he's yeah. not like doing anything to him or anything. Like uh, he's not like really confronting him. Um, Tatanka also comes out, and Tatanka is so bad on the mic. He he keeps <laughs> saying million dollar man Ted DiBiase instead of just like DiBiase or Ted DiBiase. Like he says the whole thing. Yeah. Like I hate that. Like like you don't say Nature Boy Ric Flair. Like you don't say uh, I don't know. Uh, Doctor Thugonomics, John Cena. Like you don't say yeah. like all the, this whole thing. Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michael. Like it's just it's just weird. So he is just so bad. Um, Luger, you know, says there's no deal. DiBiase says Luger's in the bank. So that it's kind of weird, like that they're both saying different things right in front of each other. Like yep. so, what did did DiBiase like sign him to something he has no, he's not aware of or something? Yeah. So that's just kind of confusing. Um, like where they're going with that. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think like, I I think they're telegraphing it too much. Like of what's going to happen at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it it is so obvious. Luger's not going to turn bad. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really feeling how that's going right now. Um, then just after that really quick to close it out, there is a quick bam, bam squash. And I just have in my notes, like I like him way better with Luna than DiBiase. Like uh, I think they cut that off way too soon. Um, Bammer just feels a lot different right now for some reason. Yeah. I, I actually really liked the segments uh, with the Heartbreak Hotel. I thought the mm-hmm. crowd for Luger was the crowd was massive pop for him. And yeah. Tanka, I thought they were both faces uh, during it. Uh, but I think it does it does lead to pretty obviously like this is right. like why would Luger not say that he's with DiBiase? I do like kind of Tatanka coming at him. Like if this was a one-time thing and they fought like next week, but it's going to drag on and kind of be silly. But mm-hmm. I do kind of like the talk is like, Nope, I saw you take money. Um, again, it's just kind of silly that Luger's like, Nope, I'm not with him. And DiBiase's like, okay. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Like, right. he's like, he's like, all right, I guess he's not, but it's, yeah, it's, I, I actually like the, the skip of where it goes to the, the, to the uh, actual, uh, you know, SummerSlam match. I think it's kind right. of a little silly, but. I thought I thought the actual skit was pretty good, and you had, like I said, big time players in there. Like Tataka's elevated up to Luger at that point. You got Sean Diesel, Million Dollar Man feels like a big deal. Like this feels like a massive, a massive moment. It just kind of, I think, is going to die out. Maybe it doesn't, but uh, we'll see. And then yeah, we also get I think another Bob Backlund stuff. I just put this is out of control. How he gets yeah. a title title shot. The King keeps making fun of how old he is too, which is just hilarious because I'm pretty sure. King They're is older than him. Same age. Same yeah, age, yeah. If not, if not, if not <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's just so funny at that point. But it, yeah, I thought it was like, where did this come from? And it's clearly Jim Ross is like, I get a three weeks of booking. I'm going to run this thing out. So, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, anything else on the superstars? Nope, I think we're good there. That's, that's a really short superstars. Like from it matches, was like from that. Cause that segment, the, the uh, heartbreak hotel is a pretty long segment. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll go on to back to back to Ross. So this is back until the July the July 1st taping. So uh, again, these, this is a pretty long taping that we're going back to. Uh, this is the 718 uh, superstars. So we start off with, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, 725 yep. superstars. Uh, we start no, off, raw. Uh, raw. Oh, sorry, raw. <laughs> sorry <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> uh, superstars, we get the Tonka versus Nikolai uh, Volkov in the $10,000 uh, match. Really random. Uh, I, it makes sense with the storyline. Uh, but it's just so random. I like, why is Nikolai in a main event? We get, uh, uh, they talk about how Nikolai had a big win over Virgil. 
uh, wrestling challenge this weekend. It would have been pretty cool maybe to see that match. Like that match makes more sense. Like DBS trying to take out Virgil right. with, with that, but this makes no sense. The crowd is dead for this after Tatanka's entrance. Like Nikolai is just so slow. Uh, I don't get why this guy is used so much, Nikolai. Like I almost joke that he's desperate to actually needs these. Like he's the only guy that would pay W or get paid WF wages for these matches because he's in so many matches. Like it's outrageous how much he's been involved in stuff. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then we get an inside a weak inside cradle for Tatanka for the win. I'm like, that's the best he can do. It was really weak for a guy that you've kind of been putting up. Uh, Macho Man then gets in the ring and begs for the money from DiBiase for the $10,000. Again, this my note here is that Macho Man's misused. Like, he's so great on the mic. The crowd goes nuts for him, way more than they do about Tatanka. So you kind of see, like, elevation. Like, Macho Man is way higher than Tatanka. Um, and then we get a pretty cool interview segment where Ted DiBiase kind of says he was impressed, but he says he can't – DiBiase says he can't beat his Lex Luger that he bought. Um, and so Luger comes down to the ring, and again, another segment that makes no sense – and Luger comes down to the ring and basically Million Dollar Man just moves away from him. So it, it's really – Ross is confused by it. I think the crowd is confused by it. They're kind of chanting for both guys. Uh, but the crowd is kind of nuts for this, like a cool um, face versus face, like big-time matchup it feels like. But the DiBiase thing just makes it very confusing. And the fact that Ross kind of acts confused by it kind of makes them – like DiBiase seem dumb and Luger seem dumb. Uh, I know where they go with it, so it's like it's so obvious now, but uh, it's kind of silly at the time. But the crowd definitely liked these two guys kind of elevating themselves to each other. Yeah. So, so what you said about Volkov is so true. I, I don't, I don't understand like whose naked pictures he has or whatever <laughs> that he's like. I, I don't get it. He's just so bad. Yeah. Um, the tights are terrible. He, and he's not like a legend like Piper or. Um, back like Backlund was a world champion. He's not like that much of a guy to where people are like clamoring to see him still, even if he's a shell of himself. Like he wasn't, you know what I mean? Like like certain guys, I get why they bring around a, a second time around, like yeah. Iron Sheik later on. Like other guy, I, I get it. Like they're at least charismatic or they played a big role. Volkov, yeah, he's a tag champ or whatever, but he's not. I don't know. He just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Um. Savage playing mediator kind of sucked, like you said. Like it's like that's what he's reduced to. Um, his tights though are next level as well. Like his oh, holy shit, his his tights are crazy colorful. This um this raw, um, Luger coming out like when Luger does come out, it is a huge pop with the crowd. So this like rivalry between him and Tatanka is over, like because both guys are pretty over. So I think they just kind of want to see where it where it yep. plays out. Then JR gives away that this is taped. This was the other one I was mentioning. Like okay. he says, like, he says, like, and this is the second time we've seen them tonight when Luger comes out. It's like, oh. no, this is the first match. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So I, I miss that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's like, man, why do you like your very first match of a show, and that's what you say? Like, you couldn't have edited it to the where this match was later on in the night or something yep. just to say that. Like, I don't know. So yeah, just kind of convoluted where they're going um i kind of just want it to play out and hurry up and get over with because i want to see the the characters in their new roles after this so yeah um but it is over like you said so i'll have to take that yeah and i put i put my note too is like this is a big angle but it's a month away and like is anything gonna happen like how could anything more happen with this like it feels like they right. like built right. up a, built it up and now it's just over so exactly um, um so yeah, so from there we get a quick head shrinker squash. Always good to kind of see them uh, whooping up on people. 
we get a Jim Neidhart squash, which is not always good. Um, like he, Owen puts Brett's glasses on Jim at the end, which is a nice little touch. So that's that. That was kind of cool little character work there at the end. Um, we get a segment, uh, like a quick little blurb showing that Bull Nakano is going to be on Raw next week versus yep. Lunger Blaze. So that's pretty exciting. Like they're like they're finally, you know, they're, they're moving on from like the the Avon ladies of the world. So they're they're bringing on like your your big time uh, Japanese women in. So that's pretty cool. And then we get uh, Jr. with the Lunger Blaze now. So. This was kind of weird. Like, whenever they have her out there, she's not, like, the best on the mic, and they really don't seem like they're as invested in actually, like, you know, promoting her. Like, it's kind of, they feel like they're just doing it because they have to kind of thing. Um, like, and Luna comes out. So, like, it's, is this a Luna feud, or is it going to be Bull Nakano and her in a feud? Like, it's, it's just weird. Luna comes out and says, like, She's responsible for bringing Bull Nakano in, and then it just kind of dips. Like they don't really do anything after that. So I don't know. It's just it feels like it was like, hey, let's hurry up and get this point over with real quick, and let's just because uh, the fans aren't going to know who this Japanese girl is for the most part. Let's just kind of explain it, I guess, um, so that it doesn't just seem like, hey, we're trying to have a good match. You know, Luna's going to be the one that's behind this, so. Yeah, a little this, weird. This was a terrible segment. They, yeah, they have bull. They mentioned bulls next week. We've never heard about Ernie, but then we have basically Luna coming out and saying she brings Bull to Nakano to the WWF. Why not just have skip that promo and have Luna come out and say like I'm bringing someone awesome and big, right? You've never right. heard of, right? It just it makes or no leave sense. the segment leave the segment as it is because yeah. it was like black and white. It's kind of like intimidating, like yeah. the way they they, they did it. Leave yeah. a little bit of mystery to it. I know, right? So and, and I don't then, know why Luna has to be involved. Yeah, it's just a terrible segment. Blaze gets a little bit of a pop. She does look good in her all pink outfit. Yeah. Like I think she looks yeah. really good. She yep. just looks like a, a, you know, in shape like wrestler. But mm-hmm. it's a really weird segment. It makes no. They also talk about how that Luna had lost to 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 uh, Blaze and basically like right. she's done, <laughs> which is just so weird. Right. Like, one loss and you're done. So it just shows you how bad the women's division is. Like, oh, she's got to one... be out soon too. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't it's like, see her there. But it's like they only have like one woman at a time, right? It's right. like, oh, Blaze, whoever she beats is just done, and right. that's the end of them. So, yeah, rough segment. Uh, and then we got a mob commercial for the new generation. I thought it was actually yeah. pretty funny and good. I actually like that one more than yeah. some of the other ones. I thought it was pretty good. I don't remember that. And then we get. Uh, do you want to do Yoko? Yeah. And bomb. Yeah. Okay. So we get um, a random matchup here with Yokozuna and Adam Bomb. Um, it feels like it's been a while for Adam Bomb too. Like we haven't seen him in a while. Um, maybe he's gotten a little bit of seasoning. I don't know, but he he looked a lot better in the ring, in my opinion. Um, he was on fire to begin with too, and the, and the crowd was kind of into him, which was which was pretty cool to see. Um, Yoko, like I said before, he just seems like he's just a guy now. Like like he's kind of just going through the motions. He's not really like Cornette's not pushing him like you know like he's just a guy like he's the, the big guy kind of the people just face and see what happens but quang comes down to distract uh adam bomb bomb gets counted out and eventually adam bomb throws harvey into quang so just giving him spots like that kind of shows that they kind of want to maybe do something with him um you know like those are like big tv moments like you're throwing a referee into so- or a manager into somebody um, you know, he didn't get beat clean by Yoko, so that's a good sign too. So maybe we'll kind of see if they uh 
if they give him a little bit of push and if he just kind of drops the ball or if like, you know, what, what's always been said, like diesel getting over kind of just pushes him to the side, um, you know, because of the same kind of look and the same size and everything. So we'll just kind of have to see how that plays out. Um, uh, I yeah. do kind of like like the Adam Bomb little Quang feud though. It's kind of cool to me. Yeah, it's it's something to give a mid counter uh, something to do. Right. Uh, I thought there's when Adam Bomb's running the ropes, there's a bunch of noise made by the ropes. I literally think Yoko broke the ropes. Oh, with it's this possible. Because uh, it's like it's a weird noise that's being made, and then right. uh, in it we get the classic Yoko Nervold. I don't know if you heard about it, but they mentioned the Wal- the Walter Payton. Macho mentioned yes, Walter yes, Payton. Yes, 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 yes. So, and Jared um, Payton, too, yeah. Jared Payton, yep, Macho, that says he's friends with them. And then they uh, also mentioned the WWF Magazine that they say Yoko is the greatest WWF champion ever. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they also mentioned where's Jim Cornette, like that he's missing. So they kind of bring, like, a, because this match isn't that great, they kind of bring up all these, like, little facts that are going to kind of come up over the next couple months. Um, I, I thought the match was good. It definitely elevates Adam Bob. Like you said, Yoko's kind of a nothing. To, to, now they're kind of calling him the greatest WWF champion ever. Just feels like an afterthought because he's just in these last couple of feuds have just been terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do think giving Bob something to do, I wish he, he could uh, elevate. We'll see if that Quang goes anywhere, if that's just a, you know, opening card match for a house show, but he's definitely over as a face. So whatever they did to get him over crowds, loving it. So um, he's definitely getting more over than, than he has been. And right. then we get a, then we get a quick uh, Duke Drosy uh, squash and that they keep building up the Duke King feud. So that was pretty, uh, decent there. Anything yeah. else you want to add? Nope, I think I'm good. All right. Then we're last off to our last superstars, which is uh, the 730. Um, we get Diesel, and here's where I cut starting it off. And this is where I kind of put that um, it really de- Shawn Michaels is wasted on this run. Like, yeah, he doesn't do it. He doesn't do a lot on this on this in this match. He's kind of did a lot with the Luger one, but this one he just does nothing. Uh, and then we get the full taker highlight package. Um, kind of showing everything they're really going to detail they, they've been doing this a lot like all the way back to the rumble and showing everything so pretty cool on that but you mm-hmm. know just waste five minutes every single superstars on this feud uh that's building up and like we said both have said it's a little confusing i'm gonna let you get the next match oh yeah like it's, it's your boy bob Backlund. so yeah so we get uh you know sweating to the oldies bob Backlund <laughs> out with his with his varsity jacket on um Versus Brett, right? This no is music. Match. No music. Right. Why? First, why does Bob Backlund get a title match? He hasn't, like, just because he has a couple vignettes doing, like, calisthenics and stuff like that. Like, uh, I don't get it. So, he's got this title match, right? Now, Brett comes out. Uh, he's got the, the, the pink paint splatter on the tights. A good yep. touch. I'll always love those tights. They kind of get face-to-face, and they're, like, mumbling to each other in the camera. Like, it's very very visible what they're like there's they're not it's not like the like uh pantomiming shit talking it's like they're really saying something like discussing what's going to go on later in the match so it's that's kind of weird right the camera zooming in on that um vince probably wouldn't let that fly so we come back from break and backland's like on brett's ass early with the takedowns like really good stuff like the mat work this this mat work like in the beginning of this match is so good like this is like not to the level of like Brian Danielson, Nigel McGuinness kind of stuff, but for this era, for this stuff on TV, this is like really good mat work in my opinion. I loved it was very interesting. Like they didn't it wasn't boring like how Yoko will sit in a hold, like you said earlier. Yep. Um everybody's, yeah, they're, they're moving and they're they're doing like actual 
wrestling and, and Ross starts like throwing in the sports references of like Joe Montana, like comparing Bob Backlund to like Joe Montana winning the Super Bowl or yep. a Jack Nicholas kind of thing, which I love. I, I know people kind of don't like that with Ross, but I love it, you know, being such a big sports guy. Like I love those kind of references. So um, there's also a great spot where Backlund trips Brett on the drop down. You never see that. I don't know. I'm, I got a feeling Brett called that because he's, he throws in those little things. Like every, every time it's a tackle, leapfrog thing, drop down, whatever, it's just always smooth. This time, Brett gets tripped and falls to the outside. Such a great touch. I wish more wrestlers would do that. Uh, the things that are so commonplace, like that happen every single time, just change it up a little bit. So I, I popped huge when I saw that. Um, then they start, you know, battling back and forth again. A lot of good, a lot of good mat work as usual with these two. Then Backlund like gets him to roll up and thinks that he won. Yep. Um, he even kind of starts celebrating, and then he goes to kind of realizes he didn't. Goes to scoop up Brett, and Brett catches him with the cradle this time and wins. And you know, here's my main problem with this. Before I get into the rest of the what happens afterwards, this this trope with Brett right now. Same thing with Ric Flair. Same thing with a couple other champions. Why is it that? Bob, a one, two, three kid, right, can lose to Nikolai Volkov or whoever, <laughs> but he can take Brett 30 minutes. Yep. Why is it Bob Backlund, you know, doesn't have a match in six months, loses a Razor clean WrestleMania 9, whatever, but then can take Brett to the limit? Like, Brett's your champion, right? Yep. Like, I, I, that, I, I, I get it for the match sake, and I get it for, you know, I, I appreciate it because I love the match. I love the psychology of it, but you know, if you stop to think about it, like, why is your champion? Like, Ric Flair would do it, too. Ric Flair would fight these guys, these no-name guys, and, and it would go 60 minutes, and then he would squeak it out. So, But he was at least the heel. Brett's the babyface, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's just a little weird. But the match is excellent. I loved it. So then we get towards the uh, the end of the match here, and Backlund's kind of standing around. You know, he looks defeated. Like, they bring up the 10-year wait kind of thing. So it's just you're kind of thinking, oh, man, is he just, like, disheveled as he just kind of like <clears throat> let down and he uh shakes brett's hand so <clears throat> good little moment like you know he lifts brett's arm up and everything yep and they don't do it right away which is the best thing about this is it doesn't just it's not so telegraphed right and it's bob Backlund. it's to these fans it's not a guy that they're pushing it's it's a guy right and, yep. and they've shown that brett will fight just guys one two three kid other guys they, they've shown this before so like a lot of little things they've done have led up to this. And then Backlund fucking snaps. He slaps Brett in the face and throws that chicken wing on him. And it's I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. Like, this moment is so great. So it's like, I don't know if they, like, I, I doubt they plan this character this far out. But to go from such a boring, nothing character to this guy with all this backstory of I, I, the guy threw in the towel, like I'm losing it, like I can't control myself. You know, I'm a former champion myself. Yeah. I still got it kind of thing. He just snaps on Brett. He's put, yanking him. And then the way he just looks at his hands, like what have I done? Like I'm not even in control anymore. That, man, this is this is one, like seriously, the, the match was great too, which, which puts it over the top. This is one of the best segments I think we've done. Like I, I would – rather watch this than a lot of the like the king of the ring matches that were great like uh, so many other things i would rank this very very high up 
top five or six things we've we've watched okay. as a whole. Like this was just awesome. I, I loved it. Yeah, I don't think they could. You got a good point there. I don't think they went back to nineteen uh, ninety three and said, you know, what, let's make Blackland terrible and bland, and then switch right. in two years. It's also weird because I think Vince wanted to. Maybe it wasn't Vince, but someone wanted to turn him actually heel, and he refused to do it and left. And right, like, right. Later, he's like, "I'm gonna do it because his they, kids, his kids were in was? school. His okay, kids were okay. in school, and he didn't want because that's what happened initially in his title run. Was right. Was too. They didn't. They were gonna make him heel, and he said that he didn't want his kids to go to school and get okay. bullied for him being a heel. So, yeah, that was a, a very big part of it. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what it was, but it was it was just kind of crazy. I love that. I also love that Jim Ross is on this because he calls it yep. a chicken wing right away. I would yep. have said Vince would have just called that what a maneuver yep. <laughs> instead. So it's great that Good they, call. this is a move that's going to be out for a while, right? So the next couple, six, ten months of like a menacing hold, and they give it the name right away and make it feel menacing. Uh, I really like in the beginning that King starts, you know, he's making fun of him early, Bob Blackham for being old, but he slowly starts cheering for him without being over the top, right? Without showing, hey, Backlund's going to be a heel that I like. He's more cheering against Brett's. So I liked King on that as well. Like he was mocking him for a while, um, but then he kind of switches to, okay, I'm going to start cheering for him a little bit. So I, I thought it was a really well done segment. Uh, I'm not the biggest Bob Backlund fan. I'm not as big in the match as you kind of are, but I do think it sets up something interesting of like this crazed guy uh, and the referees having to come up in there and kind of pull him off. I kind of like all that. Um, well, uh, think about, Ray- no, well, think, think about too. Also the seed they planted when Lawler says this guy never won his title. Yeah. He, he lost it because they threw in the towel. Think about what happens in a few months. Yeah. Someone else, he's like, someone else did it. Right. So I, yeah, I think there was a lot of great storytelling here. It's, it's crazy. It takes, whatever, four months for that all to come about. Right. Um, but it, it is an interesting segment out of nowhere. But it, it, again, it's kind of one of those things where we're like, where the hell did he come from? Um, That's what I love about it. That, that, okay. that I wish wrestling did that more. Like, yeah. why is everything so status quo? Like I said about the drop down, like something like that. Everything does not have to be so clean and so yeah. produced and so perfect. Like think about like Nexus when Nexus, first happened right yeah and, and how chaotic that was like nobody saw that coming so like stuff like that it, you know you can make you can make a bob Backlund interesting with something like this and to, to me it does like i'm looking forward to everything he does now so they, they yep. won me over yeah I, I remember this too like i don't remember bob Backlund being a champion but i kind of remember him being like crazy and i hated mm-hmm. him so much for it when he starts like taking out people like i really hated him i don't remember right. he- who he does like i can't remember if he does jim ross but i just remember being so mad yeah uh, like at him so I, they do a good job of this uh we get two squashes we get adam bomb quick squash with the guest ring announcer they also mentioned there after that top head and gill uh it's Tonka and luger are gonna fight at SummerSlam. so pretty cool face first face match there with dibiase in, in luger's corner so interesting there and then we have dibiase out again he's got uh undertaker um out with him quick 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 squash over this Matt Hardy this time tombstone yeah. pretty deadly tombstone and then uh DiBiase of course shows him the money and then he puts him in the body bag to kind of finish us off uh again they bring up um they're building this up like the biggest thing out and this is kind of what I don't know this up like the biggest thing ever but the Leslie Nielsen stuff is just so confusing of like this is supposed to be serious and yet we have like a you know comedy uh guy also mocking it so it just mm-hmm. it's very weird uh there definitely uh, anything else you want to add before we go on to awards? Nope, I think I'm good. 
All right, let's go on to awards. We got uh, most new gen outfit. You 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 gave the award like away seven times. So today. yeah, there's three very strong candidates here. Um, I give it. A, I think Jarrett had the best outfit, but I give it to him the, the most. So okay. I'm gonna go with Savage. Savage, yeah, like his shit was next level. So I'm gonna have to go with him. And we go Bob Sparkplug Holly. Nice. Yeah, and he's a guy that hasn't done anything. Has he right. fought anyone of name? Like we no, used to give I don't that, think so. We used to give that the Adam Bomb Award, but right. our, our spark plug's taking it over. Yeah. As I said that. Uh, most new gem performer. Uh, man, I don't want to say Backlund because he's not really like a new gen guy per se. Uh, yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm just going to go with Backlund. Screw it. Like, like his, okay. yep. just he's the way like, he took it to the next level. I'm really interested in him, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I'm going to go Adam Bomb just for kind of moving up the ranks a little bit. I thought he was pretty good mm-hmm. uh, in the matches that he was in, so I'll go with him. The face of Adam Bomb is something I love. Like, I wanted right. to be part of the Bomb squad and things like yep. that. So he's finally getting some momentum here. Uh, worst worst match or segments? Uh, Nikolai Volkov and Tatanka for me. Yeah, I'll go the same. Just Nikolai getting a match. I mean, right. He's 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 running away maybe of all time winner of this award like yeah he's um, so bad he's so bad uh, best match or segment I pretty much uh, yeah Brett Backlund easily Brett Backlund and uh, I'm gonna go one two three kid versus uh, Jarrett Jarrett's yeah even though it kind of died out a little bit actually I'm gonna go Heartbreak Hotel uh, nice. that segment I think I think that was pretty well done um, uh, as far as the crowd liking I the churn right. is so obvious but uh, I think the the actual that segment was pretty done. Hold mm-hmm. on. They went stock up. Oh, Backlund, definitely. Like from what he was to like, like he, like I said, he was sweating to the oldies, you know, in a vignette yeah. around like get this guy off my TV. To now, I want to see everything he does. So, definitely him. Um, let me see if I can go anyone else to give him. Uh, I'll go Razor for randomly. He's kind of been a guy we haven't seen a lot of jumps. Yeah, jumped in that title match and then also got the title shot versus versus Diesel. So kind of out of nowhere. Right. I did it, and then he went stock down. Um, what like Tatanka was bad on the mic, but he, I'm still kind of interested in what he's doing, so I'm not really gonna say him. Uh, I guess Sean, just for the fact that Great he's one. just kind of yeah, he's just kind of playing like the sidekick role where you know the potential he has. So I guess he's gonna have to get built back up a little bit to to go up. So I'll, I'll go with him for now. Okay, I'm gonna go with the head shrinkers. I, I had a note about this, but the tag team division is just terrible right now. Yes. Like, so it's not really their fault, but just the whole tag team division. Like, they were there, and it was so I didn't even know they were champions. Like, I had to like double check my notes. Like, wait, are they champions? Like, who are they fighting? Like, well, yeah, tag- we didn't see anybody. Like, no, the guns have been you know in and out. Like, man, man mission are broken up. Everyone's about to see the Quebecers are probably gone. Yeah. Yeah, we see the heavenly bodies every once in a while. I feel like you know. Right. Like, um, yeah, I think it's pretty terrible. Yeah, this gets, you know, everybody talks about 96. This might be the, the bottom of the tag division like right now, this period. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, giving it 96 to run for its money. But mm-hmm. um, right, we'll be back in two weeks uh, to keep our moving. We're, we've pretty much got almost, almost most of the matches set up for SummerSlam, uh, but got a couple couple still left and a couple feuds brewing. You know, we talked about the Backlund feud, Blaze versus Bull Nakano. Right. Nakano, uh, so some stuff yeah. moving up ahead, and we got uh, got to find out what Walter Payton is going to make SummerSlam the biggest, the most important news of SummerSlam. Definitely. So, all right, we'll see everyone in two weeks. Thanks for listening, rating review. We'll see you then. All right.